Welcome to this week's episode of How No United States. This is episode 48, West Virginia. What I've been looking forward to since we started so long ago. I know, I know. As we approach the end of the um, series of the United States, we come to West Virginia and it's fallen to me. So there's many things that we could have chosen to talk about. Yeah. Could have chosen all manner of weird things. There's penitentiaries, um, and at Point Pleasant, we've even got Mothman. Yeah, too obvious, too obvious. <laughs> so I have gone with, and I think you'll like this. I don't know if you've heard of it. Apologies if you have, Ash. The Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. I've heard of Lake Shawnee. Have you? I have. Don't know ah. why. Don't know why I've heard of no, it. No, it rings a bell for me as well. And then when I was reading through it, I was like, actually, this is quite a good one because I, I, it's not as famous, obviously, as Mothman. And we could have spoke, we could do a whole episode on Mothman because, um, yeah, books, films, yeah. Uh, Richard Gears, I think, was in the film Mothman Offices. Yeah, I got the book. Yeah, it's all a bit bit wild up there uh, and like we were talking about that this particular state seems to have a lot of cryptids and that kind of thing yeah but we're going nowhere near cryptids today okay so Damn. i'll crack on i'll crack on so uh technically lake shawnee amusement park's history dates back to 1926 when the park first opened its doors to visitors more specifically though lake shawnee has roots that stretch back hundreds of years into the past but it took more current events to uncover some of the area's incredible history. So Lake Shawnee in the 1980s, before it was abandoned, um, opened its doors in 1926 when proprietor Conley Snido Sr. purchased the land. His vision was to build a place for local families to relax and enjoy time together and this was realised as coal miners from local towns descended on it each year, making it a destination for summer vacations. The park brimmed with activities, it featured a man-made swimming lake, racetrack, concessions and cabins for visitors desiring overnight stays. The cornerstones were the ferris wheel and the swings, two rides popular with everyone who spent time in the park. However, tragedy began to grip Lake Shawnee Amusement Park in the 50s. Uh, strike myself in when several deaths shocked locals a young girl's life ended on the swing ride when a delivery truck backed into her seat killing her in place she died on the seat that's pretty dark in itself mm. quite unlucky as well if you ask me um other Another young boy lost his life when he drowned in the swimming pool after his arm got stuck in a drain pipe. Cracking now. Uh, and by That's 1966... Oh, it's an awful way, wasn't it? You could be able to see the, the fucking... Like the um, surface as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brutal. Um, okay, so by 1966, though, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park closed its doors to the public... Probably quite wise, as you're never going to get those kind of um, trust back, certainly not for a while. Mm. However, in the 80s, the park opened again uh, and welcomed visitors when Gaylord White 
acquired the land and set out to restore it to its former glory. In addition to purchasing a Ferris wheel, he found a swing ride that seemed to be just like the swings that once thrilled guests. Now, this is where stuff gets weird. When they installed the swings on the property, they realised the serial number matched that of the swings that were on the property in the 1920s. Hmm. It was a serendipitous homecoming that made the grand opening even more poignant. So imagine that you buy it after all these decades and you put this ride in and it's the same bloody ride that was on where the girl died. So Lake Shawnee Amusement Park welcomed tens of thousands of visitors during its second run, which ran for just three years. Unfortunately, high insurance prices forced the White family to close their doors for the second and final time. Can I imagine insurance companies like, we're not doing it cheap for this one. We are not touching that with a large pole. <laughs> so they tried other activities to keep the land active. They hosted fishing tournaments in what used to be the swimming lake. They planned to create a space on the property for mud bogging, which is a motorsport the family knew would draw crowds to watch. However, while excavating, sorry, excavating the land, they got a bit of a surprise, and it they discovered um, the property's already rich history. So together with a team from Marshall University, the White family discovered artefacts that told the story of the people who originally called the land home. Now, this is like horror story territory now. If you've ever seen Poltergeist, where they built the house on a, um, a cemetery, all that kind of stuff, this is where it starts to get even more weird than it had been before. So... The people that called the land home was the Shawnee tribe. And in the 1700s, the property was an active home base for the Native Americans until they seemed to suddenly disappear. And among the bracelets, clothing and tools that the excavators found, they also found mass graves that suggested as many as 3,000 Shawnee tribe members may have been buried on the property. And it was a shocking discovery that furthered yet another story that played out on the land that of the clay family so in the 1770s mitchell clay his wife phoebe and their children became the country's first english settlers cool. sorrow <laughs> absolutely sorrow did not spare them their new home in 19 in, sorry in 1783 members of the shawnee tribe murdered two of their children tabitha and barley on the property Mitchell tracked the tribe members into Ohio, where he found a third child, his son Ezekiel, burned at the stake. Welcome to USA. Yeah, come on in. Um, so it land of the brave, home of the free, that kind of thing. Um, all three children were buried on the property, and a monument now stands on the location of their tragic death as a memorial to them. While it may have been the first violent tragedy to take place on the property, it certainly was not the last, especially with regard to children. And it started to make people wonder, is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park haunted? Now, I 
after doing all of these episodes so far, if anything is going to be haunted, it's going to be 3,000 Native Americans buried on the property, three mm. children of previous owners killed by those tribesmen. I would say it's probably a good bet that it's haunted. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So Gaylord White's son Chris would ask, what is your definition of haunted? Many visitors to Lake Shawnee have stories that would suggest there are some spirits at play. Many people report interactions with the little girl who died on the swings because the White family acquired the original swing set when they reopened the park, as you remember I said. It seems possible that the girl's spirit might spend time near the spot where she took her final breath. Mm. Sure enough, some eerie interactions have taken place near the swing. Her swing is marked by a red ribbon. Uh, let me show you a picture of that. There we go. Although she seems to prefer um, an adjacent swing where an owl ornament hangs down. On a still day, the owl seems to dance in a breeze only it can feel. So we watched it shake. So this is people who have witnessed this, who watched it shake and spin on an otherwise still day where not even the leaves in the trees seem to move. Curiously, the owl will often stop in its tracks, falling limp as if someone hit a switch or as if a child had dropped it as she moved on to other toys. Mm, interesting. The boy who died when he drowned in the lake is also reported to move throughout the park, seemingly preferring the area at the front of the park where he can welcome and protect visitors in a way that he could not protect himself when he was alive. Close to the lake, a white plastic pinwheel attached to the side of an old ticket booth may be his connection from the world of that of the living. Like the owl ornament, the pinwheel moves even when there's no wind, suggesting that someone we can't see might have the ability to control it. And some guests have showed a video featuring a woman asking for the pinwheel to move, to speed up, to go faster and to stop. And it does, even without the help of wind. Mm. So awesome. that is the haunted, some might say, Lake Shawnee Museum Park in West Virginia. 